Welcome to The Feminine Frequency. I'm your host, Amy Natalie, women's empowerment coach, feminine embodiment guide, and creator of The Feminine Codes. This podcast is designed to awaken your feminine energy, elevate your frequency, and empower your mindset. We cover everything from increasing your confidence, trusting your intuition, deepening intimacy in your relationships, and magnetizing abundance into your life. Each week, you'll receive a new episode filled with feminine wisdom and inspiration to remind you of the magic that already lives inside of you. Ready to dive in? Let's do this, sister. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to the Feminine Frequency Podcast. I'm so grateful to have you here today and that your soul decided to press play for this empowering and inspiring conversation. Today, I have my guest, Belinda, who is also known as B, who is a life makeover artist and coach who uses her studies in nutrition, fitness, business management, and human design, as well as her firsthand experiences of deep transformational work to build her brand and business, Be Holy Living. Prior to building Be Holy Living, she was a management consultant and culture lead at both the Big Four and the FTSE 100 companies who used her corporate skill set and personal experience to build her first six-figure company just one year after quitting her nine-to-five job. She developed her heart-led consultancy, which focuses on supporting mission-fueled business owners and coaches in building their empires. As you're going to see, B's energy is so inspiring and her own personal journey and her personal story to living in her truth is going to serve as an activation and a inspiration of what is possible for you. In this conversation, we talk about how to connect with your intuition so that you can follow your own unique path instead of the path of what your parents and what society wants for you. We also talk about how important it is to get clear on your vision and to break that down into actionable steps so that you can take inspired action. We talk about how to learn how to trust yourself to make the changes and also the link between your health and wellness, your physical health and your emotional health and your mindset. There are so many goodies in this conversation. I hope that you enjoy. And as you're listening to this conversation, if you feel inspired and lit up, I encourage you to take a screenshot and share it on your social media to share the love. Please tag me at Amy Natalie Co. and come on over, follow me, come say hello. I would love to connect with you over on Instagram. Enjoy this conversation and we'll see you on the other side. Hello, B. Welcome to the Feminine Frequency. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I am so grateful to have you here. You're currently in Amsterdam. I'm in Asheville. We're all around the globe, but we get to connect here and yeah, share your wisdom and magic today. I can't wait for this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So when I was really feeling into your vibe, your energy, the work that you're doing in the world, you have a, a really 
powerful presence and have, you know, a lot of wisdom to offer. And I'd love to start by having you share with our listeners a little bit about your background before you started down the coaching path and before you created your own lifestyle upgrades and lifestyle Mm -hmm. transformation. Where were you at with your health? Where were you at with your career? Like what was going on in your world? Great question. So I will rewind to 25-year-old B, my quarter life crisis, I believe they call it, where I had technically done everything that had been asked of me, what I thought would make me happy. I had the job, I had the career, I had the boyfriend, the house, the car, the money, the lifestyle, And I still wasn't fulfilled. And I remember there was one moment I was at a promotion meeting. I'd worked for seven months to get this promotion. I remember seven months earlier, they told us, no one gets this between one and two years a junior. So you have to really, really work hard to get it. And that was my entire focus for seven months. I was completely locked into it. And there was this moment where I got it and I felt elation for a second. And then immediately there was silence. There was what's next. There was what's the next promotion? What's the next thing to get? And I realized I was on a wheel and I was going to be stuck on that wheel for the rest of my life until my death day if I didn't do something drastically different. And it was that moment of an existential crisis of realizing the path that my my life was taking And that there would be a point where I couldn't blame anybody else. I couldn't blame my upbringing. I couldn't blame my dad. I couldn't blame my mom. I couldn't blame my education. I couldn't blame anything. It was my choice to stay where I was. It was my choice to remain comfortable. And there was a point where the feminine within, the soul within screamed enough. And it was, it looked like it was an immediate decision. It probably took a couple of months, but it was From one morning to the next, I was like, okay, I need to hand in my notice. This time, it's time to go. And since then, it's been a wild journey of discovery, discovering myself, discovering myself in business, discovering myself solo traveling, discovering myself as a mid-20s going into my early 30s now woman and all of those changes and what that brings along, discovering the power of my femininity, the power of my voice and my expression. And yeah, I guess that's the long, slightly short, slightly story of how I got here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, such a pivotal moment in your life and the fact that you had worked so hard to get that promotion and then had this pretty big realization very shortly after it. What were some of the messages that either your body or your emotions were screaming at you? Like, how did you know that 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 was no longer an option to keep going down that path? Great question. So the year that I quit, I remember working a lot on my inner child tons, tons, tons working on reconnecting to that voice because I couldn't hear her. Whenever I would go to seminars and workshops and they would talk about the inner child and journal from your inner child's voice, I I had no context for what that meant. So I spent almost an entire year working to reconnect to her. And it was in those first couple of weeks where I was just getting messages daily, journaling, just getting, just building that relationship with her where she told me, And she was scared of telling me 
there was that pushback that I don't know if you're going to listen to me, but I promised her that was a vow that I made uh, whilst I was doing my work, that I would, I will always listen to you. So if you show your face, I will always listen to you. And so we had that agreement and she said, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And I said, okay. (laughs) So that was really the moment. And it sounds insane until you do it because it was literally like complete kismet, the journey to building my consultancy, to getting my initial clients, to even figuring out what I wanted to do. It happened. (laughs) And when the other side of it saying it did happen, coming from a decision that was made from seemingly no real proof, no tangible proof, but the only proof I had was my soul's cry. And that was enough to carry me through. Mm. Yeah. I feel like there's so many people who are on their journey and their inner child and their soul is screaming at them. But like you said, they actually are afraid to listen to it or don't want to be honest with themselves because the fear of the unknown and the fear of change is so much, so big, right? It's, it feels so real in your body. It feels really scary. And so it's easier, quote unquote, easier to stuff it down, to distract, to stay busy, to avoid what your soul is actually telling you. And, and we, our, our egos love the comfort zone, what's safe, what's familiar. So let's talk about taking the leap into the unknown. Let's talk about, okay, what's on the other side. Cause you said that things started to fall into place. The clarity started to come. You started to build this business, but none of that existed when you actually put in your notice and was like, okay, I'm doing this thing. Right. So, mm-hmm. so it kind of feels crazy or insane to take these leaps when there's no actual evidence. And it kind of is like, Mm -hmm. according to what's logical and what we're taught is normal and, and predictable. Like that's not the path that you're on. That's not the path that I'm on. Yeah. The women who are listening are not here for that path either. So. Well, the thing is there is this secret superpower that the feminine holds that the masculine doesn't understand. And so it's not written within the patriarchal structures of society. Our superpowers aren't drawn into this patriarchal built society because it wasn't made to really let us shine. So the things like intuition, like knowing foresight, just knowing what's going to happen, just not having any explanation for why you don't want to go in that direction. You don't want to walk that way or you don't want to go out tonight. These are these feminine tingly superpowers that we have, our senses that allow us to walk through the world in a different way. We don't have to follow all of the same rules that this society has built because they forgot our powers. So it's a process of rediscovering that feminine frequency so that we can access these things that don't make sense because that's the magic really of being a woman is not making sense. (laughs) We don't make sense. And that's, that's literally the power and the beauty, the chaos and the beauty of being a woman, of being a feminine superpower. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would say I went with that part of me just for once and it's happened a couple of times, just roared. It just wouldn't let me settle back into my comfort. And I would say to the women that listen to this podcast, there will be a moment or there has been a moment where you've heard that roar. 
it comes out. And if you haven't heard it yet, you'll be faced with situations that will repeat until you roll, whether that's in relationships, whether that's at work, whether that's, you know, you are a people pleaser and therefore you just let people just get away with stuff until that point where someone takes it too far. And you will have those situations because your soul is trying to rise up. So it's about listening to the rule when it comes and believing it because it's your path. It's your truth. It will lead you to your truth. Mm, Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I was writing the other day. I'm in the process of actually writing my first book, which is a very big undertaking and really exciting. And I was writing about specifically around intuition about how, you know, the patriarchal kind of structures, whether that be religion or government or these kind of powers that be that intuition is not safe for them. They can't control intuition. They can't control the feminine. So there, there's all of these unspoken and spoken societal norms and rules of what, what's okay, what's not okay, what's expected of you. And then when you kind of start stepping outside of that box, it's a, it can be threatening. It can feel really scary, even to the people around you, to your family and friends. They might be like, what you're doing, what you're quitting your safe, secure corporate job. Like, how could you possibly do that? So I'm curious about, you know, your, your, your immediate intimate circle, when you made this decision, how did that, how did that play out for you? (laughs) So let me set the scene for you (laughs) before I dive deep into it. So I, as I said, followed everything by the book up to 25. I did everything that I was meant to. The overachiever, the gold star, top grades, top school, worked at Boston Consulting Group, which is a big consultancy for for many years and got to where I thought I was meant to be happy. People told me that that's what it took to be happy and it didn't. So I was, I was in that kind of almost haze of betrayal <laughs> from the world, the world, kind of angry. And so I, the first time that I said it and I said, I'm going to leave and I'm going to quit my job and I'm just going to go and I'm just going to travel. I mean, my mom freaked out a little bit, <laughs> the tiny bit, but also I'm very proud of how she handled her process. I'm very blessed to have two parents who are very, very conscious, very spiritually aware. So yes, we are all human and we all have our outbursts, but the importance is in being able to consciously communicate what's going on within our environment. So I really appreciate the support of my parents. Actually, I didn't have any issues in that vein. It was more actually my corporate circle Mm -hmm. and it was getting that confirmation that this was not the right path to take, that it didn't make any sense. I almost even stopped talking about it. And to be honest, it's what I would suggest to anyone who is about to take that step. Stop listening to people who aren't doing what you want to do because they'll just tell you what they're doing. (laughs) So they'll just repeat their methods. They'll repeat their routines and their rituals and you'll just end up where they are. So unless you can see someone's lifestyle, habits, perception of life, mindset, and it's something that you want to absorb into your environment, your universe, your routines, unless you have that symbiotic relationship, then why would you listen to what they have to say? So after a while, I I just stopped talking about it. I just told people I'm leaving. I don't know what I'm doing next. 
And I just made sure to immerse myself with the people that were doing what I wanted to do, that were a reflection of the future that I was planning to build. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's such a key step to making the shift is surrounding yourself with like-minded people or mentors or even reading books and listening to podcasts of people who have done what you're doing, right? Like in saturating your mind with the type of mindset and information that is actually going to keep drawing you forward instead of keeping you in your comfort zone and kind of where, where you were before. So I love that tip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now that you've taken the leap, you've created your coaching and consulting business. You are a lifestyle makeup artist, right? <laughs> yes. And I, I, I love, I love that term because I, I feel like it really is all encompassing, like lifestyle can cover all different areas. So tell us a little bit more about what, what, you know, creating a successful, changing your lifestyle, what does that entail? Mm. There's so many concepts that come together when we speak about lifestyle that really spoke to me as a purpose and a career. Part of that is the feminine expression of manifestation and action. And then that masculine balance of the discipline to make that manifestation come to pass. And so there's these two parts that are equally balanced, this ability to see in the future, this ability to vision, to see where I want to be, and then the discipline and the commitments and the actions that it would take for me to bring about that future, me doing my bit so that the universe can show off in my life. And that's basically my motto. (laughs) I'll do my bit. I'll let you do yours. And so lifestyle consultancy for me is allowing people to build fit for purpose lifestyles. What kind of life are you building? What vision do you have for your life? What kind of career are you building? What kind of love life are you building? What kind of friends and social circles and experiences and adventures are you collecting? What do you want to see in the world? And bringing all of that together in a way that allows you to experience those different aspects of yourself and to invite the new aspects of yourself into your lifestyle. Because what a lot of people do is they try and do everything at once and then you do none of it and all of it drops. And the lifestyle consultancy is is the part that I love the most is pinpointing parts where we can anchor new habits, anchor new lifestyle points. We can anchor new personality traits or journaling prompts or challenges and practicing being this new person and put that all in a way that basically makes your life feel curated. It's like a fancy way of of living, really. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can definitely be overwhelming to try and change your whole life at once. (laughs) I wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend that either. And I know that it can be tempting to want to do that, especially if you're like, I'm really unhappy with all these different things. And I really want to be there. But I also find that sometimes people aren't clear on, you know, what they actually want or what they're actually looking for. Do you, do you find that as well? Yes, absolutely. I, again, it's, there is a relationship between vision and the action and knowing what it is that you're going to put into action. So again, I, I I completely resonate with what you just said, because I do believe a lot of people want freedom, for example, but they don't necessarily know what type of freedom suits their soul. 
So maybe they're looking at freedom around and they see this person doing one thing. So they'll follow that path, not knowing that maybe their freedom looked slightly different. So it really does begin with discovery of self. It sounds cheesy, but everybody's saying it. So it must be true. (laughs) It begins within. You have to know what you want to be able to create what you want, to be able to work for what you want. And unless you have the foundation, then you're just building something on sand. You're building something on a foundation that won't last. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually find that sometimes people are afraid to say what they actually want or claim what they actually want because they're afraid that it might not happen or that they're going to fail or something will go wrong. Do you ever find that? Yes. This is again in the process of manifestation. You kind of have to ask for stuff (laughs) and you kind of have to trust that it will come. What I've found helps is separating the, the method from the gift. So instead of saying, I want love from this person, you say, I want love and you allow the universe to bring you the person that will bring you that love that you desire. And you trust as well that it will happen in whatever form it comes. Same with business, same with your career. It's, it's a trust. It's a release that is part of the feminine DNA, but that has been wounded so much that we almost have lost our connection and our relationship to it. That needs to be healed in order to unlock manifestation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That trust piece is yeah. something that <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't quite learn from the beginning. We're, oh, we're yeah. practicing it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so part of your lifestyle consultancy is around health and wellness. And Mm -hmm. what I found on my own journey is that when I feel tired or when I feel bloated or when I'm feeling run down, that it's a lot harder for me to have positive thoughts or to stay consistent with my habits or to feel inspired to take action. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, how the, the lifestyle habits in the realm of like health and fitness and, and how you support your clients in creating more consistent habits mm-hmm. in that area of their life. Yeah. I mean, for me, health and fitness is the foundation. It allows you to connect to your body. It's not even about the weight loss or the more energy or the vitality. It's actually about feeling embodied in an action. That's really what's taking you on that self-development journey already without you even knowing. So with my clients, that is what we start with. That and the morning and evening routines are the base If you can find a way to wake up feeling great, go to sleep feeling great and eat well so that you have enough energy during the day, you're doing better than the majority of the population. So that's just the foundation before we even get to building a vision for a business or building a vision for anything else. We have to care for ourselves. We have to give ourselves the essentials. Once we have the essentials, then we can begin the deep work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that the the foundation kind of like the building blocks, right? I think Absolutely. that I think it's Maslow that talks about when we're in survival mode that we can't actually create or we we can't thrive from that place. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that foundation is so so important and that allows for 
more creativity for, and as you said, when you're, when you're feeling healthy and you're connected to your body, you're also going to be more in touch with your intuition. Like if you're walking around with brain fog and low energy and, and feeling lethargic, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to have clarity in, in your intuition or in what feels good as a next step. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. And so another tool that you use in your coaching is human design. And uh, we've had someone on the podcast, Holly Marie, who, who she specializes specifically. She, she has a really unique specialization. She mostly works with manifestors. Um, oh, she's ooh. very, very niched in that, which is really cool. But we talked about all the different types of, of human design, but I'd love to hear you know, how, how do you use human design with your clients? How can that help them to get clear on whether it's their, their purpose or their direction or understanding themselves better? Like, tell me a little bit about that tool and how you've found it to be supportive. Okay. Well, I mostly work with projectors and it just ended up working out that way. I also am a projector. So I feel like we find each other. Yes. (laughs) So for me, it's, Human design was this clarifying moment where I finally saw the ways in which I had self-judged and self-shamed for things that were just me. It's just the way that I'm built. It's the way that I'm designed. And so it was one of the tools that allowed me to let go of a lot of the shame and a lot of the inner judgment and allow myself to shine in the ways that I best do. And it's funny because it's also the ways that I'm most comfortable doing. So the ways I draw human design into the lifestyle routines, they mostly lie in the rest routines and also in the business routine. So the way in which I I run my business is according to the lunar cycle, my personal hormonal cycle, and also my human design. So my, for example, my sales strategy is not outbound There's nothing that I send out. I don't promote new launches and it's a little bit controversial, but it's worked for five years. I work by word of mouth. I work by conversations. I work by meeting someone at the gym or going to a bar and running into someone and having an incredible conversation and signing something weeks later. And I, I personally love and live for that magic because that is my design. It's part of my design to work symbiotically with my environment and see opportunities come and allow opportunities to find me and invite those in. And it's also up to my self-development to decide what I invite in, allow in, and what I don't and what I keep out. So setting those boundaries is also an important thing for the projectors in my coaching programs. So I mostly work with that and also the rest routines because there's ways in which projectors need to recover and recuperate that is really unique to their design. And again, that's something that I shamed myself about, about needing me time, about not having the energy to do something all of the time, about being able to work in really short bursts of motivation and I've built my business now in a way that allows me to do that, to have those moments in horizontal mode where I can create (laughs) and think and ideate and not feel bad about it because it's how I work best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm imagining in the corporate world, you were forcing yourself, it sounds like to work as a generator almost and, and always working right without the adequate rest 
yeah. rest periods. Yeah. I was brought up by a manifesting generator. So there's a lot of that shame is built because I didn't reflect their design. So I'm learning everything to do with the go, go, go all of the time. And also ideate, ideate, ideate all of the time. The skill set that I took naturally, which is that management, that being able to foresee and being able to pick out and being able to pick the best out of people, I saw that as a throwaway skill. That's really everything for me. And it's what gives me joy. And again, that's something within my projector's design that I pushed away because I wanted to be a manifesting generator, or at least that's how I came across. <laughs> so yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's really been a healing journey and it's a very methodical style of the healing journey. There's other elements that are definitely more flow, more spiritual, and that's how I like to build my toolkit because there's different lifestyles there's different moments there's different needs for different wounds for different joys and pain and love and loss so I want to make sure that I'm covered for all of the potential possibilities (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah I love that spiritual toolkit that's what I share with my clients is like by the time we're done you're going to have your own toolkit and you're going to know which tools to to pick from because Mm -hmm. we need to be well well equipped right there's not just like one method or one tool Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I even have emergency toolkits for my clients that I make them put on their phones. Yeah. So this is the process. When you walk into a meeting with that person that we spoke about, you breathe, you do this, you do that. And then here's a challenge. You know, maybe you want to push yourself and communicate authentically. Maybe you want to set a boundary here. The challenge is open. You decide whether or not you're ready for it. But treating life a little bit more as an experiment and as a game, there's something to take really, really seriously and specifically something to get right. There's no right. <laughs> we're all doing it right and we're all not doing it right at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We can put a lot of pressure on ourselves to, to have it look a certain way. Mm. And we've never done this before. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we, are, we are creating a new paradigm, a new, yeah. a new path. It does, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I have a few final questions before we wrap up today. I would love to know what is one thing in your life that is lighting you up the most right now? Oh, one thing that is lighting me up the most is the process of co-creation. I would say that is something that I'm opening my practice up to is expecting miracles, is expecting wonders, expecting support and expecting help. And this is my process in kind of just melting more into my feminine frequency, which is one of receiving and expecting expectancy and being okay to receive and being grateful for what they get. And I'd say that's what I'm most excited about right now because I finally realized I don't have to do this alone. And actually, I've never been doing this alone. There's been signs, there's been wonders, there's been help, there's been whispers all around. And it just feels amazing to be tapped into the frequency where I can now understand the messaging that I'm getting through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Co-creation. More of yeah. that, please. Oh, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> Expect the miracles. Yeah. I even have a miracles and blessings section in my journal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> got it. Got to keep track of them. Right? Sometimes they're like so amazing and you 
kind of forget. You're like, wait, exactly. I forgot that that happened. Yeah. 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 <laughs> My second question for you is when do you feel most connected to your feminine energy? Mm. Ooh, that's a great question. I would say whenever I'm in motion, so whenever I'm dancing or I'm moving, it's when there is a connection between my body, my mind and my soul. It's this moment where the mind kind of shuts up because there's other parts that are taking over. And so I love to dance. I, I'm a dancer and have danced for many years. I'm always expanding my practice of the ways in which I can move my body because I believe that's where true wholeness lies. It's healing all of the trauma that we've stored in our body and all of the stories and the shame that we've stored in our bodies and that we've called parts of our bodies. And for me, dance, movement, motion is how I love my body again. I'm loving, it's the process of loving my body to wholeness again. Mm, mic drop. That's all, <laughs> all we need. That's so beautiful. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. So for our listeners who want to learn more about your coaching and who want to continue learning from you, where is the best place for them to find you? Okay. Well, the best place to find me, connect with me on Instagram at Be Holy Living. Send me a DM. Let me know where you're from. Let me know what you liked about the conversation and let's go from there. If you'd like to see my website and what I offer as far as lifestyle consultancy packages, you can also look at www.beholyliving.com. There'll be everything about the lifestyle blueprints that I put together, the lifestyle consultancies and audits to help you design a life that is more fit for purpose. Mm, incredible. We'll include all of those in the show notes. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for sharing your light and your message. And we'll see you all soon. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for tuning in today. If you found value from this conversation, I invite you to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. You can tag me at Amy Natalie Co. I always love hearing from you. Send me a message. Let me know your takeaways. Also, I have a beautiful free gift for you. If you have not already downloaded the Empowered Feminine Morning Ritual, it is a 20-minute audio guide for you to listen to in the morning to start your day feeling empowered and embodied. You can find the link for that recording in the show notes. And lastly, if you are a regular listener here and you enjoy this podcast, I invite you to leave a rating and a review. This is the best way to support this podcast in reaching more women around the world. To leave a rating and a review, you can scroll down on the podcast app on Apple Podcasts or on iTunes and leave a quick review to share what you love most about this podcast and how it has impacted your life. Thanks again for being here and we'll see you next Monday for another episode of The Feminine Frequency.